What's good, everybody? You know who it is. This is another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. Another great episode. Another episode filled with so much information, so much valuable information, quality information, and uh, so much, so much good, so many good things that I want to give to you guys. Um, today I got a guest with me. I have Jordan, um, Barefield. Jordan, what's your what's your Instagram name? Just do it underscore JB. All right, we got just do it underscore JB. I always let people say their Instagram names because I know if I say it, I'm gonna jack it up. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got Jordan on on a podcast day, and the thing I want to give you guys a brief background um, of like me and uh, how I connected with Jordan before we actually get into it. But um, I think Jordan was at the high school, of course, when I was there when I was working there. He was at the, uh, a student at, at Tugo High School currently at the time, and then uh, just through Instagram as usual. Uh, we connected. Um, Jordan is currently, you're currently a student, right? Yeah, I'm a, a student at Delta State right now. Yeah, currently a student. Um, Jordan has a lot of great, a lot of great information as far as like being healthy, um, doing, taking the necessary steps as a student. I know when you're a student, you know, you kind of bought, um, being healthy, living a healthy lifestyle and just helping others who may be in college or maybe in high school or maybe, you know, post-college. Um, and you know, you're looking to get healthy, looking to get on the right track, but you don't really know what's available out there. You don't know what to do or what steps to take. Jordan is a guy that has come from, you know what I'm saying? Being overweight to, uh, being a person that, you know, is, is, has taken being healthy and living that healthy lifestyle, um, with a full head of steam. So, um, with that, you know, Jordan, I'll just allow you to introduce yourself and, um, and, and say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Um, Grew up in Tupelo. I was born in Greenville. But, you know, moved up to Tupelo around three years old. So I've been here in Mississippi my whole life. So I know all about the the culture of soul food, and that's just a part of our culture. But um, as far as about me, man, I'm nothing too interesting. Just student, and I love fitness, and that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> got it. Got it. So. Let's talk about, you know, you were talking about, you know, growing up with the soul food and this, that, whatever. Let's talk a little bit about your story, like, from growing up to this point now. Like, what's your relationship with, with food, and how do you view yourself? I guess we'll start the first thing. Like, what's your relationship with food? Like, how do you, I guess, view it um, and approach it? Right. Um, I would say my relationship with food up to about a year ago has been bad. Um, just because I was, I didn't know, I wasn't smart with, I didn't, I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't know what I was consuming or mm -hmm. putting in my body, but now I've, you know, experimented a lot with myself and I've learned a lot and I just, you know, got smarter with things Yeah. and now my food relationship is more balanced. I still, I don't restrict everything because that's impossible to do that. Yeah. But you know, I just found a great balance to where I can still enjoy my social life, but still be healthy. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a, uh, <laughs> that's one of the things too, like you do have to have a balance between, um, just being a normal person, but also being a normal person with, uh, with limits or eating right. within your boundaries. Um, I, me personally, the way I look at it for clients, uh, from the general population to athletes, I look at it from a standpoint of if you want to be a bodybuilder, of course, it'll be restriction all the time. Right. 100%. And, of course, people who are into that 
or into their sport are able to, they have supreme discipline. Um, and when I say that, they have the ability to basically eat the same thing each and every day and not eat it for the purpose of maybe uh, for the enjoyment of the of, of setting their palates off. Yeah, it's, but, it's just food. food for, or, or yeah, more fuel, so like fuel. just fuel, you know. Yeah. So um, that that's different. Or if it's an athlete, you know, you eat it for also the context of fuel and what mm-hmm. you want your body to be able to, to perform, this and that, whatever. Right. But for the general population, those who are just trying to live healthy lifestyles, it's you have to have a balance between restriction and having some leniency because if you only restrict yourself all the time, you're not going to stick with it. Exactly. And you know, you will only see results for so long, but because you didn't make a lifestyle change, you won't be able to stick with it over a long duration of time or a long period of time. Right. And so I think that was very important or very, uh, a very key, uh, key point that you made when you were talking about you know having a balance between food uh with uh restricting and having some leniency without with not restricting as well mm-hmm. and with me and you of course like you said you grew up in Tupelo we're here in the south um food is very <laughs> is a very big part of being raised in the south of course right. we, we eat a lot of fried foods um greasy foods things That's like that that right that that aren't necessarily healthy and like you said those things surround us all the time and so um just being honest, you do need a healthy relationship with food, and you also need to have a balanced relationship with food in order to, you know, survive and live and enjoy life. Um, you know, somebody was telling me one time that you eat, there's two reasons you eat, you eat, either live to eat or eat to live. And so, uh, me, I like food. I don't really, you know, I'm not a person that's, that's real high on, you know, saying food's a bad thing, but, you know, within the means of, of, uh, of whatever it is you're doing, that's the biggest point. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I I like that point that you that you brought up with with having that relationship with food. Right. Um. Right. So how how did you view yourself like when you were growing up, um, coming Ooh, up through boy. school, and going off, and even though you're still in school now, how did you how did you view yourself? Um, as far as like, I mean, I guess the way you saw yourself, you know, yeah. before making this change. Um, I say this. I was comfortable with with family, with friends, with myself, you know, I wasn't shy or reserved, but I feel like my body composition caused me to kind of close off, you know, in school and public mm-hmm. settings just because, you know, I wasn't really comfortable with my, my body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would open up if you, if I was close to people though. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. I think, um, I think that, that's the case for a lot of people. And I know, like, with this podcast, for instance, I don't, I, I'm, I don't try to steer, like, it's geared for athletes, but I try to steer the line between athletes and the general population because everybody is not an athlete. Right. And I know, um, like, growing up, you know, we put a lot of onus, like, as well, I know for me as a parent, um, and even growing up, we put a lot of, a lot of weight on being, you know, a part of baseball or being a part of some sort, some sort of sporting club mm-hmm. or sporting team. And the truth is, every kid's not going to grow up, you know, being a part of a sports team or playing sports, this, right. or whatever. And so I think that would bring me to a question. Um, it just kind of brought this thought up to me is, you know, for those kids that may not be that active as, as far as that, like what's something that you may think of that may be a suggestion for kids just trying to stay fit or just want to be healthy 
um, that may not participate in team sports. In team sports, man, just for that kid to have a group of friends and just go outside and move, like literally, like yeah, just go outside and move, just stay outside all yeah. day. <laughs> That's all I would say. I mean, because if you don't like sports, you don't like sports, but you still mm-hmm. need your heart still needs that work, and mm-hmm. just being outside, moving around, and stepping. Cause you're you burn calories doing anything, yeah. And as long as that kid's moving outside, stepping, socializing, and not you know a brain PlayStation zombie, yeah, <laughs> that would be the best thing. My my best suggestion. Yeah, I I would say um I think that that's the kind of the the transition that that the world has taken. I know like when I was growing up to now. Um, and I'm 29, that's kind of transition. Like, gaming has gotten bigger. Like, when mm-hmm. I was growing up, gaming was, was getting big, but it wasn't as big as it is now. now I feel like yeah. late, uh, earlier in life, when we played games, it was, like, after we came out uh, from outside, like, at night, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when everybody's exactly. just tired. But nowadays, yeah. there, it's morning to night. Yeah, I would say, yeah, gaming is, is put on the <laughs> forefront. That's first. And then everything else is second. Um, and that that's a great – I've never thought about that because that is the most time when I played. It was, like, after I got done outside or, like, right before I was about to go. Yeah. But it wasn't as uh, – I guess you, you could say it wasn't as social then either because, like, social media, of course, wasn't even – it was growing as well. But it wasn't as social. Like, you didn't have, like, people – like, you couldn't talk to friends who were, you know, across town or people out of state or anything like that. And also, it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't put out there as much to, to just be on the game system and play from sun up to sundown. And so you had more people outside getting out and moving. And as, if you look at society then versus now, a lot more people were um, were healthier and thinner and able to be more active. And right. even at older ages, were able to be more active than now. Now we live such a sedentary lifestyle with the uh, with the the evolution of social media with the evolution of gaming. Um, the phones are a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I keep my phone on me a lot, but um, we are strapped to the phone. Like, we're connected. We don't necessarily plug into the walls, but we're connected to our phones right. uh, this day and age, and people are um, using that as a big thing. And so computers and phone advancements have made us more sedentary. And so people aren't getting out and moving as much. People aren't taking as many steps. People aren't getting as vitamin D. Uh, basically getting outside and, and getting active and letting the sun beam on you, um, and so it's causing a lot more a lot a lot more issues as far as uh seeing people who are in their forties, their fifties and sixties riding around in scooters or <laughs> hoverarounds and things like that because they're severely overweight and then also that relationship with food uh, was never developed correctly, so therefore you uh you grow up in that lifestyle and you just never learn how to how to approach food or how to look at it mm-hmm. and how to view it so you just grow up and you just you grow up and you're sedentary when you're young so when you get old it just makes everything that much more harder for you and so you know people have to think about that overall and like one thing with you that i i listened to and i'm i'm glad that you kind of brought the point out was not that you like not that you were completely uncomfortable in your own skin but you knew you need to make a lifestyle change to, you know, to have a brighter future. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we already addressed the question of, like, what sparked the change to become healthier? Um, I'm not sure if I asked, asked that already. Yeah. Um, 
I know I had a support system behind me. It wasn't just be, me by myself. I know my grandmother pushed me. She always pushes us stuff. Me and my cousins. Yeah. Uh, she she really pushed me, and my mom. You know, I would say those two definitely kind of pushed me to start being a little more active. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of took it headstrong with myself because I was really self motivated. Yeah. You know, once I got going, once I yeah. started seeing that first couple pounds, that's all it really takes to mm-hmm. see that first progress, and you know that just really kickstarted everything. Yeah, I'll say. Um, I know for me, um, and I just bounce this question back to myself. Um, uh, one thing like when I, I I grew up playing sports a lot, and I know like when I went to college, I stayed active, stayed you know in the gym, lifting weights, stuff like that. Then after college, I kind of took took off. Uh, one because I couldn't afford a gym membership, <laughs> and then yeah. two, uh, because I just ate whatever I, whatever was available or what at that time whatever I felt like I could afford. Um, and I didn't always go for the healthy, the healthy choices. And so, um, I know like for me, one thing that kind of sparked me to become healthier is the fact that I couldn't do the things I wanted to do anymore. So like simple stuff, like tying my shoe became a a chore and, you know, just putting clothes on, they too tight, stuff like that. Like that's just, that's one thing that, that made me, uh, drove me to doing one of the things that probably is the biggest, the biggest thing I've ever done in my business so far was, uh, my 60 and you know chronicling chronicling that journey i think that was like i did that like a year or two ago chronicling that journey for 60 days of course on the on the road to try and lose weight and i can say that one thing that the the thing that that motivated me a lot was uh not only having intrinsic motivation but also uh the ability like you said to see that scale move and then uh uh, becoming addicted to seeing the scale the, the the numbers come down yeah and uh feeling better and you know just overall health because that is that one thing that you kind of noticed when you when you lost weight was that your feeling like your energy levels went up and you felt a little bre- better about yourself and everything like that. Everything changed. Sleep got better, energy yeah. got better, self confidence got better. I felt my gut health felt cleaner. My my bowels were moving. You know, everything was mm-hmm. just ten times better. Like it was like the car got an oil change. You know, and yeah. Everything is running properly now. Man, I, I can tell. I can tell that you've been studying this because uh, the thing you just said <laughs> that a lot of people don't talk about is gut health. Like gut health is is a, a top priority, and I know it's kind of like a sidebar, but um, I know with my wife we talked about it before, and like I know we were dating, and we first got to get. She was always laughing at me because I'd be like, "Man, like my bowels are off, or like I just don't feel right, like my stomach don't feel right." Mm-hmm. And gut health is very important uh, in the journey of trying to lose weight because we need to intake en- en- 